Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 156. And my very special guest on today's show is Jimmy from the band The Lonely Ones, uh, formerly of Boba Flex. And uh, the basically the band, we sort of get the story, but basically the band re- renamed themselves after a few lineup changes and stuff. So um, they're now called The Lonely Ones. And uh, they've got a couple of singles out, one called The Eternal, or called Eternal Sadness, and the other one is called The Lonely One. Um, they've both got videos and stuff like that, so check them out now. They are going to be releasing more as the year goes on. Um, but as you'll find out in the interview, I'm not going to spoil much more on that front. But um, yeah, just giving a shout out to everyone that's downloaded so far. Uh, it was a great to have um, Harley on the show yesterday from Chromags. Um, absolutely uh love that band and i've been listening to their album um pretty much solidly uh between listening to some other bits and bobs i've been sent and all that kind of stuff but yeah i um, just want to give a quick shout out to everyone and uh yeah i'm just gonna give you straight to the interview so this is jimmy from the lonely ones enjoy Jimmy Tolland of the band The Lonely Ones. Welcome, Jimmy. How you doing, Barnaby? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you today? Doing well. It's a beautiful afternoon here in Columbus, Ohio. Nice. Uh, hasn't rained yet, but it looks like it's gonna. Yeah, no, we're about to get some rain here, so you might hear some uh, noise in the background shortly. <laughs> my little uh my little hut that i'm in at the moment um but yeah no uh we're here to talk about your band the lonely ones um and do a bit of discovery on them because uh i think some of my listeners may not have heard of you guys just yet because uh, you're only recently formed as far as i can see but um what i wouldn't mind doing just to start off could we get a bit of the origin story of the band if that's all right yeah yeah um we're in a bit of an odd situation uh the four of us and the lonely ones were um we're in an active national touring band prior uh, called Boba Flex. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a fifth member in that band who's still a great friend of ours, but he, he had a, uh, he had a child. Uh, he's had a child. Um, and he decided he wanted to, you know, step back from the, the touring life, like what we were used to. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, of course we respected that decision. We didn't feel like it was right to carry on under the, the umbrella of, Boba Flex as a band. Uh, so we decided it was just better to start fresh. You know, what yeah. better time now? No, I mean, you, you guys have got good standing already. I mean, I noticed a lot of the Boba Flex um, social media linked directly to what was now called the Lonely Ones. Um, yeah. So on that front, but obviously you guys have got obviously the, the sort of pedigree from back then and you've kind of um, renamed your your project if you will um or your band um and uh yeah i mean obviously here you guys are um you've got a couple of singles out um that you released um back to back it was uh, eternal sadness and uh the track the lonely one um yes sir i was wondering if you could just sort of give us a bit of lowdown on those really i mean i've, I've watched the videos as well they're very very good um and i really dig the tracks because it was the first obviously the first tracks i've heard of you guys with um and uh yeah no i really liked them i was just sort of like wanted to sort of get a bit more um uh background on the actual songs as well because like things like the eternal sadness obviously it has a uh obviously in its name uh, has the word sad in it <laughs> um and but the song is quite is quite um like musically 
quite uplifting, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think, you know, to, to speak broader, I think that that's kind of a hallmark of um, interesting music, more specifically rock and roll, is the ability to kind of couch messages uh, in a little bit more of a an upbeat kind of uh, entity, you know. Yeah. I, we could sit here and make songs about depression and the hell of a year that us, along with most people in the world, have had, you know, over the last year or so, yeah. uh, which what that song is about. And we could sit here and write it with a very, you know, downbeat acoustic guitar and a piano with a lot of reverb on it. But it feels a little less interesting to me than to put it in kind of a um, retrofitted post big beat 1960s era who uh, kind of my generation style banger. Yeah. I thought that was cool interesting to do yeah no definitely i mean that that's what kind of um like really kind of uh um like caught me if you will when i was listening to you guys that because of the subject matter but the actual like tone of the song it was it was like it was opposite it was like it was like you said it was kind of big room if you will um and uh along with the the other track as well the um the lonely one as well that's kind of got a real good sort of like um uh what's the word like kind of like a thumping vibe to it yeah that uh that song was so eternal sadness was mostly uh jake and marty um wrote that one uh our lead guitar player and rhythm guitar player slash lead vocalist they took the lead on a lot of the creation of that song Mm. the lonely one i was a lot more involved in from the ground floor um at the time they were living together so i was lucky enough to be over it at their house when uh when that song kind of came in from its impetus there nice um uh, but yeah, that one, we definitely try to take notes from things that have worked from us before. And that includes things that worked as Boba Flex. And that, that thump is something that has always kind of resonated with people. Like you said, kind of, uh, we will rock you esque, uh, drum beat at the beginning, stomp, stomp, clap, stuff like that yeah. has always hit in this course. We try to make note of when it seems like an appropriate time to put in kind of little, uh, musical tropes, if you will. And that was kind of, that was almost kind of the beginning of it. Let's do something with that around this chorus idea we had. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed the songs, man. I really enjoyed them. Um, how have you found, like, because obviously, uh, like you said before, you, you guys were Bobaflex before. How have you found the transition? Because obviously with a lot of, um, a lot of groups that kind of, I mean, you guys didn't really disband, you know, you just didn't feel like going under that, that, that banner anymore, but how have you found the transition from the, from the one name to the other? You know, what, 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 you know, what dynamics have changed within your group, if any? Um, so far, keeping in mind that we have not played a show yet as the lonely ones. Yeah. Keeping that in mind, because that's going to be the real kind of test of how things go, but keeping that in mind, um, the the group dynamic is a little different. Um, Boba Flex was started by, uh, if I'm oversimplifying things, Tommy and Marty, and the member of Boba Flex that quit, Sean. Mm. Uh, Marty and our brothers. And I I joined about six years ago, something like that. Jake joined a few years after that, and it was always a very open, warm, creatively inviting environment and we were always given our fair say but there's also an amount of you know the guys who started the band versus the new guys you know you don't you don't want to make any moves without you, you know or lack of stepping on somebody's toes with a plan they've been working for years um so there's kind of more of that 
current thing where I know everything that's happened in the Lonely Ones history because it's not very long and I've been there for all of it. So I can make a move and be confident that that move does not counteract a move that somebody else is making. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I, I more freely. Not that I was being intentionally restricted by any means. No, but prior. You, you get that kind of like, it's like with anything, you get that new guy feel. Um, you know, same with any kind of like day job or anything like that. If you are like the last one in, if you will, you always, doesn't matter how long you've been there, you always kind of feel like the new guy. To an extent, yeah. And and it was very quickly that that new guy vibe went away to an extent, but then there's always just a certain amount of, well, you're always the newest guy. Yes. And you don't want to do that, you know, disrespectful toward people that have spent more time in a situation than you either yeah yeah no that's very true so what are your guys plans at the moment obviously that's a silly question because everyone's kind of still in quarantine but um like going forward obviously have you got plans have you got an album like ready or is it still in the sort of like writing process oh yeah dude we uh we've got a we've got eight songs currently mixed, mastered, finalized, ready to go, oh, wow. uh, including the two that we've released. Um, we don't enjoy setting around, you know, with yeah. our thumb apart. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, we got all that stuff done really quickly. I think that was done by like January. Everything yeah. was finished. Um, and we had this whole great plan. Where we were going to put out a single every few weeks uh, all the way through the summer. And, Obviously, for obvious reasons, that uh, that that plan kind of got halted, and we we stopped that plan, so we didn't waste all the music when we couldn't be playing shows. Um, I mean, the, the future plans, though, uh, are get to touring as quick as we can and get out on the road with a band, you know, much larger and more established than us, because that's that's where the industry is at this point. Is there? Your uh, recordings are a, uh, a business card for your live show at this point. It used to be the opposite. Um, so we've, we've got all that music going. We want to put it out. But the, the end game is as soon as possible. And that could be a year from now. Mm. You know, I'll be out touring for a, a theater or arena act. is, And that's where we're gunning at this point. Are those dates that you have listed still valid? Obviously, if things change and they open up for people to kind of congregate and whatnot, are those dates you have in October still um, like available, if you will? Yeah, those have actually been booked fairly recently. Like, I believe all of those were booked in the later kind of, you know, once everybody had settled into the, the quarantine and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and our booking agent, uh, basically, he's, you know, he, he is looking out for himself as much as us. He's saying, you know, we got to start now. There's no point in, in waiting around till this is all lifted because then everybody's going to be gunning for those October, November, December days. Yeah. So definitely. you might as well start now. And if things change, things change. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're kind of casting our nets wide for lack of a better term. Uh, and we'll be announcing some more dates around then. And we're currently working on dates through like the first quarter of, 2021 at this point okay cool anything anything over in europe planned at all or are you just kind of like you say waiting for, well looking for that kind of like established actor um sort of jump on tour with that's that's probably what our move is that was a constant um that was a constant kind of hurdle for Bobaflex as well as the lonely ones is getting overseas every band that we knew that had you know label backing to get them overseas or had you know had some sort of financial support that made it worth the the investment of yeah. you know getting all the 
the plane tickets up front and renting all the gear, however you might need it, et cetera, et cetera, um, said that we were, you know, what we do is perfect for a European audience, mm. specifically Germany and the UK. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's a lot to do. We were an independent band. We want to get over there and I'm hoping that, you know, we're courting some, some labels, uh, some label support for the future. And I'm hoping that kind of greases the wheels on that because I've never been, and I want to kind of more than anything at this point, yeah. I've seen every corner of the United States and I know what the value we hold is in there. And I know how big we can be. And I think what is realistic, but you know, it, I don't want to, I don't want to feel constrained by a 3000 mile coastline. Yeah. I want to find other places to, to try to sell my wares. Yeah, I guess. No, I mean, I, you, you, your guy Sam would play very well here. Um, just to sort of echo those sentiments that you, that have already been told to you. Um, again, that's why kind of like I gravitate towards your sound. Again, I'm obviously I'm based in the UK, but I do have uh, experience of living in the US as well. So that's sort of like um, commercial kind of uh, rock radio, if you will. Where did you live? I lived in Tampa, Florida. Oh, uh, Marty's sister lives in uh, St. Pete. Oh, Maybe okay. she actually does live in Tampa proper. I forget, but. Uh... I've got, we've got a lot of connections down in the camp area. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I lived there for about five years. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Good fun. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, well, I, it's one of my favorite places to go. Florida, that part of Florida in general is nice. It's never, never cold like it is the rest of the country. Very true. It was never cold. <laughs> and now I'm back in England where it is, yeah, actually at the moment it's quite warm, but, uh, yeah, it <laughs> came back to the rain and the fog. So, <laughs> it's all good um so yeah um what was it, oh, what was it? the next thing i was gonna ask is uh where is it sorry i put some notes down here and they've kind of i spilled water on them so that's no good uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but now you gotta get those things laminated yeah i know right i know um but no i was gonna i was gonna ask um generally about like um the sort of like what what people can expect from your live show because like i said like they've not people have, you haven't had a live show yet obviously i've seen i've seen the music video you guys did you did like one sort of performance video if you will another one with a bit more um sort of like visual um elements to it yes but um you're quite a strong sort of like vocal group as well so like there's the the, the front three of you um all mm. have vocal duties um so what what you know what what can the fans sort of expect um, speaking only for myself, I, uh, I love singing. I love doing the vocal harmony stuff, but I, I count every second that I can be away from the microphone and act like a stupid eighties wrestler. <laughs> Cause that's, that's definitely my favorite energy to put out is that, you know, grab your crotch at the ceiling type energy that, you know, yeah. large and life wrestler shit for lack of better terms. That's what I'm going for. Uh, Jake and Marty even sing a little more than I do. Um, so there, you know, there, it'll be a lot. So we, we definitely invest in, um, lighting and stuff like that to, to give the show a visual aspect for those moments when the front three of us are tied to a microphone. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, no, it, it you know, it's quite, it's quite an interesting thing because you don't see too many rock bands with that kind of like wall of vocals, if you will. Um, which I thought it was kind of cool. We definitely take a lot of influence from some of the more seventies, vocal heavy bands uh queen pink floyd yep. eagles etc um we're actually our next single we're going to release is uh is a queen cover oh really oh yeah that'll be out uh july 7th um it's going to be 
uh, Flash Gordon. Oh, nice. it's a medley. But it's very heavily on relies heavily on Flash Gordon's theme. Yeah, excellent. I look so that, to that that felt like kind of the natural progression of that vocal heavy um, style that we we've, we've tried to hone for the last few years. Uh, we've done we've done a Floyd cover. We've done a Simon and Garfunkel cover, and I've, it kind of felt like the loftiest thing we could shoot for vocally was Queen. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, because I had noticed that Bubba Flex had done a, a few covers. I, I'd listened to a few of them, obviously. Um, but yeah, Queen is a, that's, that's quite a challenge. Yeah, it was. How, how do you feel it? it I mean, obviously it's not out yet, but how do you feel it went for you guys? You feel you kind of, uh, I guess, did it justice? I think so, man. I think we did a really good job. Um, we didn't necessarily try to reinvent the wheel. You know, there it's it very much is true to the Queen version with yeah. a, a little bit more of a modern spin. Um, and obviously, our our own vocal characteristics are very different from those in. I think it was just Roger Taylor and Freddie Mercury singing on on that version mm. on the Queen version. But uh, our own vocal characteristics are very, very, very different. So uh, we we kind of stacked the harmonies in the same way but yeah. our vocals are very different maybe a little more a little less choir-esque and a little more rock okay. trio yes yeah. um but i think i think we captured the energy properly um uh, and I, because i don't think we would have put it out if we didn't yeah. it was actually a free session we got uh we partnered with sweetwater studios uh of of sweetwater the the music this <clears throat> excuse me the music gear company mm. um and they invited us to to go record a cover for them. It was supposed to be for their charity album. Oh. Lo and behold, that charity album didn't end up happening. So we were able to uh, negotiate just them giving us the multi-tracks, and we had it mixed ourselves. Nice. Excellent. Well, I look forward to that. Um, yeah. I'll definitely be keeping uh, an army now. Email or a, a message after this. I'll send you a, an advanced copy. Okay, cool. Excellent. Will do. Will do. Um, so I've got a couple of questions left for you, um, Jimmy, um, if that's all right. And then I can uh, let you get on with it. I don't know how many rest of these you've got today or anything, interview-wise. But um, um, but what I want to know is, is um, what are your... Because uh, this, is, this is just about you rather than the band itself. Um, but the kind of... The three out. Al- what I want to find out is the three albums that really kind of shape the musician that you've become today. So the one that made you want to pick up a guitar and play, the one that made you want to sing, or anything like that. Ooh, um, I'm gonna have to say number one, uh, "Sticky Fingers" by the Rolling Stones. Nice. Just I feel like they they did such a good job. Like like we were discussing with Eternal Sadness uh, on that album, couching heavier subject matter in um in kind of pretty ways mm. i guess yeah i think it's the, the perfect distillation of uh terrible emotional toiling in a in a you know in a bouncy you know not all that's pretty but in a in a much easier to digest yeah kind of um the next one would probably be appetite for destruction by guns and roses nice uh just i, I grew up want to be a, a, a street punk so bad <laughs> that I, I crafted that mentality out of myself. And that was, that album was kind of the, uh, was definitely kind of the theme to, you know, 14 to 18 year old version of me. Yeah. You know, hanging out on street corners, trying to steal beer, shoplifting and yelling at cars <laughs> passing by and all that just dumb kids. stuff. But that was, that was it. Yeah. I, I got all, the, all my ideas from that album. Nice. Um, 
And beyond that, uh, let me see if I can throw in a weird one. Um, I'm going to say, just to throw in a, a strange one, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West, because he they put on a clinic in musical layering uh, on that album. I don't know if you're much familiar with his work, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of really really beautiful uh, soul inspired vocal and guitar lines and and keys as well. And there's just there's times when it it feels like it went from nothing to like a whole ocean hitting you at the same time that you weren't expecting and you didn't. I, I feel like he does a better job layering guitars than most modern rock and metal bands do. That's definitely a curveball in there, to be honest with you, because those first two albums, yes, definitely like kind of stalwart albums, if you will. But yeah, yes. I haven't had anyone mention Kanye West at all in any of the questions I've asked on that front, but that's good. I'm, de- I'm going to check it out and sort of see if I can, uh, you know, because I, I, I listened obviously to quite a lot of different stuff, but um, rock is my main sort of love, if you will. But no, I'll give that a listen. Um, cause that's it I- feels like it translates well. If like It's a good way to go from a rock fan to more abstract prog, proggy hip-hop, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, it feels like that's a good first step in that direction. It's easy, it's a little more easily digestible. Okay. If you don't have any experience in that in his work or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say I don't, I don't, I, I'm aware of him. Obviously, I have heard the sort of big songs of him, um, but I was very much into sort of like hip hop and rap when I was a lot younger. I'm a scratch DJ, so it's kind of in my kind okay. of like my I wouldn't say it's, it's in my blood, but it's in my uh, my wheelhouse, if you will. So. Um, but no, I'll definitely check that out because um, I'm always looking for something different to listen to. So that's all good. Um, but f- finally, um, what what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not doing anything with the Lonely Ones or, or anything like that, what what do you sort of do to sort of get away from it all? Um, I go to a lot of shows. Uh, it's become a hobby of mine to like not know what's going on in in the city uh, at you know, on any given night. Mm. And I've got like a couple block area that there's just music always going on normally, not currently, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> I try to, I'll just drive myself downtown, uh, and just walk around until I hear music. And the first place that I hear music at, I pay to get in and give that band a shot or whatever and hope that, you know, it's something cool. And I found a lot of really cool, kind of, you know, local or small regional artists that way. Nice. Um, let's see. I had, I kind of grew up prior to playing guitar. I was a little bit of a, a beach bum. I lived on the West coast, uh, up in Washington state and spent a lot of time, uh, skimboarding. I don't know if, if that's a, a thing out in the UK, but it's essentially like skateboarding on very shallow water. Okay. No, I, um, I hadn't heard of that before. So it's uh yeah. I, and I've just kind of picked that up. I finally found a place in Ohio that has the, the proper shoreline, for it to work so i've been doing that here every once in a while as well nice cool well jimmy thank you very much for your time man i really appreciate it um good luck with with everything as well and hopefully we'll have you guys you know you'll get you'll get over to europe um at some yes, point yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on it and everything um and uh yeah no good luck with it man awesome cool. thank you barnaby thank you jimmy have a great rest of your day man yeah. Yeah, you be good, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.